Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK, the nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a one trillion dollar tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk/greattalent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode number five hundred and ninety-nine. Holy cow! Of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell. With me is Amanda. And it is time for the Romantic Times Rewind. We are going back to the December 2015 issue of Romantic Times magazine to take a look at the ads and the features. <laughs> We're going to take a look at the long series from Elizabeth Hoyt, Cresley Cole, and Shannon Stacy. We've got SWAT team shifters. We've got Navy SEAL Highlanders. And we've got some memories, some not so great, of the 2016 RT convention in Vegas. Trigger warning, content warning, at the Rio. If you were there... You know. But we also have a supplement that only appears in the digital edition of RT at the time, the Indie and Hybrid News and Reviews Supplement, and it is a wild ride. Big, massive, massive thanks to Shannon Stacy for sending me the PDF for this issue. Uh, we are having a real good time. And remember, there is a link to all of the visual aids that go along with this episode where you can see all these incredible advertisements, including a poll, because we need to know if something is a butt or a boob. And it's really important that we figure this out. Hello and thank you to our Patreon community and especially hello to Helen and Sam, who are new members. If you have supported the show with a pledge, thank you. You're keeping me going. You're making sure that every episode has a transcript from Carlic Knitter who gets these episodes and is like, wow, okay. And you keep me going every week. I also have a compliment this week to Kay Bangs. You are the human personification of the kind of laughter that makes you feel completely boneless. And you are the kind of friend who makes that laughter happen. If you would like a compliment or to support the show, have a look at patreon.com slash smartbitches. Monthly pledges start at $1 per month. They are so deeply and completely appreciated. And you get lots of benefits like a wonderful Discord community, bonus episodes every other Tuesday. It's super fun to be part of this community because, well, all of you who are in it are lovely human beings. So thank you. All right. Are you ready? Ads and features. The sky is made of jeans. Is that a butt or a boob? It's a wild ride. Let's get started. On with the podcast. All right. Are you ready to look at the ads and features? Yes. Okay. Now we talked about the cover in the reviews episode. And there's not a lot to say about it because it's kind of boring. It's visually colorful and somewhat memorable. Like I will remember, oh, that was the one with the rose on the cover. But it's only memorable because it's so different. Yeah, because like the text takes up half of it. Yeah. Which I feel like, and then there's like a big empty portion to make sure you just, you get a good look at that red rose. Yeah, it's very important. They paid a lot of money for that piece of clip art. Also, Jane Ann Krentz is the name that I read first before Elizabeth Hoyt, but Elizabeth Hoyt is the cover. Yeah, just like the way eye tracking works, I guess, because it's it's the topmost yeah. 
piece of text aside yeah. from the title. It's wild. Um, but we mentioned this before where it like it looks like an advertisement. Mm-hmm. Like we would find this, you know, yeah. inside the front cover or somewhere else because of the fact that you have the Elizabeth Hoyt book and then three other books in the Maiden Lane series. Mm-hmm. But they're over on the right and they're much visually smaller than the contrast of the yeah. headliner names. I wonder also if they just looked at the cover art and we're, we're given the option to use the cover art without the text and we're like, that's too busy for the cover because there's like flowers and a drape and a bedpost and some yeah. other stuff. It's a big old nipple. And lots of yellow. Lots of yellow. And maybe that would be not great. So they went with this. I mean, maybe this is a, this might be a better design choice. The inside cover ad, this is an ad for Valentine, Bantam, Dell, Love Swept, Flirt, but it's mostly under smittenword.com. This is square in the era where every publisher had their own blog. Every publisher had a blog. Love Swept isn't around anymore, is it? I don't think so, no. That was the era of uh, digital-only imprints, I think. Love Swept was a digital-only. Yeah, yeah, it was. And that was when, I, I don't remember who it was that said this, but a publicist did say out loud at an author convention that, Digital first is the new mid list, which basically says if you're making digital first, then you're not a headliner. And I was like, that was probably not something you meant to say out loud in front of other people. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, the- even if it's true, you don't want to say that. You don't that. want to say that out loud. So you wanted to look at the next ad. Oh, yeah. The Shannon Stacy ad. So we talked about how there were two books called Controlled Burn. Yes. Oops. Reviewed in this, in this issue. Um, but this was like the era of firefighters. Like, there were so many people coming out with firefighter yep. heroes. I live in Boston, and I've walked past many a fire station where fire firefighters are just sitting in lawn chairs waiting to do something. Um, none of them are shirtless. Oh. And they're all much older than Ooh. this man here. They don't stand around <laughs> with their shirt off. Looking kind of no. scrubbly. False and... advertising, Shannon. So wait, none he doesn't... of them have ever looked like this. You don't. You don't think these guys just run <laughs> into fires with their shirts off and their pants down around their hips, no. just, just holding the helmet in their hand? You don't think that's how? Okay, I guess so. No. I will. I will let Shannon know eight years later that you know we're not buying what she's selling here. <laughs> the editors... look. I was on the lookout for. It's true. No, nothing. It's true. The editor's letter is one of my favorite things, but alas, there is no longevity advice here. There's a whole roundup about like a party she had and there's a list of all the food. I won't read it because you'll just get hungry. But this cracked me up so hard. As you may have heard, nearly a thousand people tried to register for the Book Lovers Convention on September 21st, but luckily our site only went down for a few hours. Better than last year. Oh my God. Come one, come all. We are planning the event of the season. Now, she's not wrong. The registration for RWA and for RT when it opened was a big deal because you wanted to make sure you got your room. You wanted to make sure you got your roommates. You wanted to make sure you were in the conference hotel because being in the overflow was never fun. But wow, luckily our site only went down for a few hours. If Smart Bitches goes down for a few hours, I'd at least a couple hundred people. But if I just want to say, if Smart Bitches goes down for a few hours, if it, by hour two, I have had an edible because it is just no fucking fun. Yeah, and we like 
we get emails pretty quickly from people who are Which like, is, hey, yeah. what's going on? And we're like, what? Uh, oh, shit. I have fixed the site trying to get off of a plane. I have fixed the site waiting in line. Like, it is it is a thing. It happened. A few hours. Oh, ouch. I'm so sorry. Romantic times eight yep. years ago. But yeah, the registration <laughs> was intense and it had to have been in... Gosh, if you think about think about the size of the rooms for one of the big balls, and how, and if those are ten top tables, and there's at least got to be at least fifteen to twenty tables in just half of the ballroom. That's a big group. It's a big, big group. I yeah, don't know. What I would the be curious was. to know what the attendance would. I bet we could find be. out. I bet we could find out oh, at some yeah. point. Page six. Yes. The feature article, the cover article, is greetings from Maiden Lane about the latest book, Sweetest Scoundrel, which is coming out. And the thing that grabbed my attention, and I, I sort of skim these, I like these, but one of the things they talk about in the, um, in the Q&A is how much she loves Pinterest. And so in the little author bio, it says, take a look at Elizabeth Hoyt's maiden lane, Pinterest. Visit Pinterest.com slash Elizabeth Did you try to go? I, you know what? I didn't. Let's go see if it's I'm, I'm there. I'm going right now, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's there. Fairy tales, great court characters. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hot guys in I history. I love this. Hot guys in history. Oh, and there's a whole book folder of, of book cover fold photos from like the shooting yeah. of her of her book covers. Oh, that one's sweet. Like you can tell the mod- models are like laughing together. Okay, this, I am, I am nice. putting this in the show notes. That is adorable. That is I remember, super cute. I don't remember what conference it was like which rt it was but i remember uh elise met elizabeth hoyt Mm -hmm. and i remember was talking to her about like um her setting her historicals in the georgian era instead of regency Mm -hmm. um and i remember elise was just like on cloud nine after talking to her at the conference elizabeth hoyt is very cool you like this series a lot too. So I think I might have to, I think I might have to listen to the audio. You said it was good yeah, in the last I, episode, so. I like the audio a lot, but I'm also like, thank God audiobooks allow you to sample the mm-hmm. voices because I'll get in like Libby or something and my library, and I'm sure other libraries do this, um, will have a section of available now. So you can just see what is available to check out right now so you don't have to wait. Yeah. And I will just like troll through that section because I um, like instant gratification and I do not want to wait. I'm aware. Uh, (laughs) So I'll just go through and like sample it and I can pretty – I can tell pretty quickly of like, nope, this is not going to do it for me. I don't want to listen to this person talk. Um, So thank God. But yeah, this series on audio – Highly recommend it. And I think like this is one of the first narrators. Um, the series is narrated by Ashford McNabb, um, who like I would seek out uh, mm-hmm. and see what other books she's narrated because I, I really like her narration style a lot. Well, I have the first one on my wish list. So it's, you know, it'll happen. Yeah. Down at the bottom of page 10 in the corner, you know how you read and your eyes skip? I really thought that cover said hot alpacas. When you wrote that in our note stock, I was like, oh, is this a weird little ad for some, you know, no, press? It's and I was hot, really expecting hot alpacas, you know, shifters. Are there alpacas? I shifters? was really sure expecting some weird little, I don't know, like Amish romance with alpacas on the cover sure. or something. 
No, it's but a no, Laura Lee anthology. Yeah, it's a Laura Lee <laughs> anthology called Hot, Hot Alphas. But because the lines are so thin and the cover is so small, I really thought it was like, Hot Alpacas, what? And then the next feature is Cresley Cole between Elizabeth Presley Hoyt, Cole. Cresley Cole, Sweet Ruin. This is an Amanda Bate episode or issue. This what? whole issue is Amanda Bate. I also love how Cole's answer for this, like she gets asked about Nick's. First question, fans are eager for Nick's story. And her answer is basically like, look, you're you're going to get Nick's at the end. Stop asking. I told you, she's the last one. Do you want that one? To, but do when, want... Are, when is the end? There is no end. When, like, <laughs> when is the end? Like that is... That is my... <laughs> you wrote in the document, I'm sick of Cole edging me. <laughs> yeah. Because she just announced in her newsletter, the next book coming out next year is a novella about a character we've never met. So we're getting a novella about a person who hasn't existed in the larger universe yet. But I loved Sweet... Or no, I think, oh, I like Sweet Ruin Three Stars. I'm confusing it with Wicked Abyss, which I really loved. Um, yeah, Sweet Ruin, I gave three stars. Bought it on release day. Read it. Um, obsessed. I'm not fully caught up because I own Monroe. Mm-hmm. That is the the latest one that came out in 2022. And I think she self-pubbed that one. Because I remember the previous one's had like hardcover releases and this one was just straight to paperback. So I think she's self-pubbing now, but I didn't get around to reading it. I just have it. I love that series so much. It's probably the longest series I've stuck with. We're on Monroe's book 18 and I read all of them, but that one. The next so. profile is page 15 and it is a Q&A with Shannon Stacy about controlled burn, one of two controlled burns. And I got to say, Elisa, Elisa Petruzzi writes really good Q&A profiles. Like and when she does one, I'm like, oh, you know, that's a really good question. Like she's really good at it. But it is also funny, much like the Cresley Cole Q&A, um, you know, people are asking Shannon Stacy about the Kowalskis, which has ended. You and love. Like, yeah, you love the Kowalskis. And are, you know, you've run out of family members. Are you considering adding to the family tree? Just like, no, it's it's done. It's done now. It must be so hard when people ask about a series that ended. But I also like knowing that the end is in mind, like you know where you're going. On page 17, there's a full page ad for an anthology with Meredith Duran. And it jumped out at me. It's called What Happens Under the Mistletoe. It also has Sabrina Jeffries, Karen Hawkins, and Candace Camp. If there is an author who I get email about asking, do you know if she's still writing? Do you know if she's okay? I loved her books. It is Meredith Duran every time, every time. Because some authors will tell you, I'm taking a break. I'm not writing right now. She just stopped and people miss her. I've never read a Meredith Duran. They so very but like luscious. Their fondness that we get in the comments for a Duran book, if we feature it on sale, definitely people are like, I hope she's doing okay. I wish she would come back to writing. But I've never read one, and the the reader's love for her books definitely make me curious. So if anyone has a suggestion of which on Duran? what Duran to start with, or what Duran is the best that I can read without any sort of homework, mm-hmm. please let me know. They are very I, luscious, incredibly good historical details, and she's a beautiful writer. So I mentioned there's a series of ads kind of back-to-back on mm-hmm. page 19, and then 21. Mm-hmm. 19 is the Paige Tyler series, which is in like Dallas SWAT. And there are SWAT teams and shifters. SWAT. And special Wolf the, Alpha team. 
a shifter swap team. And then we have the Monica McCarty Highland Guard series, which are like Navy SEALs who are like Highlanders in like, what, 1300 Scotland? Yes. And I made a note of like, I love this era of yes and. Yes, and the Navy Yes. <laughs> this is the era that gave us the Viking vampire angel Sandra Hill. Naval, yep. Navy SEAL. But wait, I'm missing something. Viking vampire. Vampire Navy angel. SEAL angels. The, the, the Vangels. The Vangels. The Vangels. Um, it just, I just love sort of, <laughs> I've talked about this previously in the reviews, but this episode gives me such good feelings of romance of how just fucking kooky <laughs> romance can be. Oh yeah. Just, and we're all just like, yep, let's go with it. Yep. We're not gonna question it. We are on board for your Viking vampire Navy SEAL angels. What else can you give us? No, if you don't like that, we got Navy SEAL Highlanders and <laughs> SWAT team shifters. SWAT team. Like you do not have to choose just one. Team you can have it all. Team Alpha Wolf. <laughs> That's what I, like, this this issue just gave me such good feelings of, like, you know what? Contemporaries are cool and everything, just, but come back to me when they can give you a Viking vampire Navy SEAL angel. That's right. Who fights ISIS. God. <laughs> paranormals, man. Ooh. And just, like, Oh, those ads. But yeah, I this era of yes and. Like, what else can we throw in here? It's so good. So good. On page 27, there is a Q&A with Paulina Simons and her son gets dragged, like catching this strays. Was, this is so rude. It's four <laughs> questions. It's so four whole questions. And it is so trippy. But in the middle, she is asked, Johnny Rainbow is certainly a force at just 19 years old. Where did you find the inspiration for this character? This is for her book, Lone Star. In my own son, who is full of wild dreams, wild plans for grand adventures, full of prodigious gifts, joy, love of life, and yet so often falls short of even his own expectations. My goodness, woman, you said that to a journalist. What? It's forever enshrined. Yeah, your your mama dragged you in an article about Ooh. her. Oh, that was rough. That was quite a drag. Also, she said, then the next question, the answer is, if there's one thing you want your readers to take away from Chloe's story in Lone Star, what would it be? Love is right there, everywhere, in every life. All you have to do is open your eyes and see, open your eyes and see the girl on the bench eating ice cream. What is that Billy Joel song? People laughing, people dancing, a man selling ice cream. Okay, so first of all, that's not Billy Joel. No, who is it? That is Chicago. That is Chicago. That is Chicago. And Google Music, whenever I put on like a playlist of classic rock, it will play me that song every time. Adam and I can like do it. We have a whole dance at this point. We hear it at least three times a week when I just turn on a random playlist. Yes, a man playing sitar. (laughs) Yeah, that's what that is. Got the girl so eating ice cream. Her that whole like little rant reminds me of hearing that song. Oh my god! Just open your eyes and see a man playing sitar. <laughs> oh my god! She she her poor son. I hope he's okay. Jeez Louise! On page thirty-one, look at this cover design for signs point to yes. 
by Sandy Hall. How much does that look like a cover that would be published right now? It is green. This there is-, is filigree. There's people in the little silhouettes in the corner. The title is the main part of the of the of the cover. There's a little arrow pointing all the words together. This could be published right now, and I would be like, okay, yeah, that looks that's a good looking cover. This is where I messaged you and was like, we are mind melding. Yes. I was literally about to write this and I'm like, oh no, Sarah's on it already. Like Look this, at that. We are having the same thoughts here. Look at that. It's incredible. And yet another publisher with a blog, this one being Swoon. Oh, Swoon. I remember them. They did a lot of like branding and marketing at conferences. But look at that cover. I mean, that's a good cover and it is like eight years too early. Yep. All right. So... <laughs> We got some ads to talk about here. I saw this one ad on the right and I'm like, we got to talk about this. And I'm like, Sarah's already on it again. That's right. Okay. So you take the one on the right and I'll take the one on the left. (laughs) So the one on the right is the one I saw first. Oh, yeah. Well, it's top right. That's Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's uh, an ad for a book called Omnipotent Blood. It has two women. Um. One is like a blonde with braids and she's like laying down. Sort of. And sort of. And the other one is has like darker hair and like a leather jacket or some, I, maybe it's lace. It's hard mm-hmm. to tell. Uh, but she's got like a dagger over the woman's heart and they're in some sort of like catacombs or hallway lit by torches. And the expression and on her like, face is like, I don't know. Should I stab her? I mean, I could kill her. I could. I could. Yeah. But I'm like, what is this? (laughs) It's wild. And the woman on the bottom looks uncomfortable because you you know when you do yoga and and the instruction is to press your arms into the mat and then lift a part of your body. That's what looks like what she's doing. She's pressing her arms into the mat so she can lift like her head. Stretching your neck. Yeah. Like it's it's very awkward. And that well, the woman cool. who's about to stab her it looks so ambivalent. She's like, yeah, I could do it. You know. I guess. <laughs> so over on the left is Home is Where the Heart Is by Barbara Dan. This book received a two-star review because I almost talked about it and then I saw the ad because what I wanted to actually talk about was the cover. Oh my God. Okay. So first of all, Home is where the heart is, is one of those terrible, terrible fonts with lots of loopy things. And it's hard to- Are those jeans? The sky sky is made of jeans. It's lots and lots of pairs of jeans laid down down in a stripe. And that's the sky. The sky is jeans. That's the title of the episode. The the sky is jeans. The sky is jeans. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why? It's so silly. Ooh, you wanted to talk about page 48. I'm scrolling there. Oh yeah, lots um, of reviews I, of the Oh yes. I'm mm, glad you yeah. I'm glad you want to talk about this because this is So I is, feel like woo-hoo. you know, like the saying of like there's only two things certain in this life, and that's like death and taxes. The third is a Christine Fee hand cover, which has not changed. <laughs> I feel like in decades. This is a like two-page I, spread, this ad. Of car of Christine Fee handbooks, um, and I remember when my mom was reading romance, she would have like Rubbermaid tubs of books in our shed that just like she couldn't fit on the bookshelves, and she just like you know tossed them into a bin. And she had a lot of Christine Fee hand, uh, especially the Carpathians, and then a lot of Sherilyn Kenyon's series like Dream Walker, Dream Dark something. Hunter, Dark Hunter, yes, yeah, um. But I feel like a Christine Feehan cover. Oh yeah, has had the same design. Oh yeah, 
forever. Written font at an angle. Yep. You could take the name Christine Feehan away. You uh-huh. could just put in like wingdings. <laughs> and I would know <laughs> that's a Christine the author of that book. Without a doubt. That's a Christine Feehan book. Yep. I want to know why on the cover of Wildcat, I want to know why her tattoo goes through her hair. Where can I get one of those tattoos? Why does your tattoo go through her hair? And also, like, is that a bunch of grapes in on the top of the cat's head, right under the eye? Yes. Cat is mad. It has are, grapes on its head. Are those grapes, or is yeah. that like some kind of flower? I can't. No, tell. it's got it grapes. Looks- it's mad. It's mad about those grapes. That cat is pissed off. Oh my god! Christine Fee and Kier- covers. They are. They are a gift. They are. Keeps giving. Uh, so on page 61, there's a I'm lot of... shaking my head at this. Yep. There's there's an ad for a bunch of uh, top holiday stories from top male male authors. And there's a big pair of Christmas balls at the bottom. And the headline is, spice up your holidays with an extra set of jingle balls. Okay. And like what? That makes no sense. That is, is they're, they're not jingle balls. I know many people have made this joke, but it doesn't land. <laughs> it's not balls. And also, think, yeah, it's jingle bells, right? And, and those, those are, are Christmas ornaments. Those are and like tree balls. You want to have an extra set of jingling tree- them? No. Do you want an extra set of tree balls? Because that's what you have there. Those are not jingle balls. They do not jingle. And this has been pedantic ad reading with your host. What a weird... Yeah, I mean, like, I caught it too. Like, What? Because I wanted to double check that it didn't say jingle bells and I went on a rant for no reason. And I'm like, no, that says jingle balls and that's not how the song goes. Oh, and those aren't jingle balls. Those are not bells. Jingle balls aren't a thing unless you're selling a book. Stop trying to make jingle balls happen. (laughs) So on page 92 to 94... There's the RT Book Lovers Convention. Trigger warning. We're going to talk about the Rio. The Rio. Oof. I was looking at this and I remember this conference. I remember how tired I was. I remember some of the things that I did. I do not remember some of the the events. I don't remember the events. The stuff that I remember is both Elise and I had book tattoos and so this was the first time that we were together with our tattoos and we took a photo of them. I think put them on like the smart bitches Instagram. Oh, yeah. I remember the casino on the bottom floor that filled with smoke. smoke. And it was um, two miles to the conference area from the hotel. I remember, yeah. I remember catching a red eye home. Yep. I remember uh, some... Uh, Hotel rooms didn't have coffee makers. Some didn't have trash cans. It was grotty. Some were just, like, missing weird items. It was very grotty. Yeah. All I wanted to do was to eat at the Guy Fieri restaurant, and it was closed the whole time we were there. Yes, but his picture um, was all over the place, and so he was like my my shepherd. Guy Fieri guides us. And I remember Sarah made one of my uh, bucket list items come true because I've always wanted to look at a menu. And say, we'll take one of everything. And she let me do that with a dessert menu. We all went out to dinner, all of the smart bitches who were in attendance at like, it was one of the hotels on the strip. We went to the strip and saw like the fountains at the Bellagio and stuff. 
Um, yeah, and Sarah let me say to the waiter, we'll have one of everything. Yes. And it, I felt so powerful in that moment. <laughs> That's all words? I remember. None of it had to do with programming. No, I don't remember these programs. Either I didn't go or I went and it wasn't memorable. I don't remember any of this. So on page 96, you noticed something that I had not noticed. So there on page 96 is where they have like a list of giveaways for specific books. Um, And all of the giveaways ask you to email giveaways at rtbookreviews.com and just put the subject line in for the giveaway. Like they're giving away a copy of Vampire in the Basement by Jessica Sims. And you have to email this email address with the subject line bats in the basement giveaway so i feel bad for the person who had to manage this email account because you know people were not doing that all of the yeah all the emails were going to one account oh my god for multiple giveaways oh yeah and the only signifier to enter is to put it in the subject line and look I've been helping Sarah with a website for a very long time, and people don't read instructions to things. No. And then on page 98, oh boy, this is an ad. Okay. this, this ooh, I will just screen cap this whole thing and show everybody. So Lucid. This is the Lucid. Lucid's ads are a fever dream. They are off the wall. So this is I a, feel like we can't go we can't go through an issue without talking about the lucid lucid ad. ads. There, I mean, if it's not oesters, oesteries, basket of shit, I don't know what the hell. So happy oh 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 shop lucid's what I really wanted Boxing Day sale and get thirty five percent off all ebooks on site. Now, first of all, I did love when a digital press or a digital retailer that wasn't Amazon was just like you get to buy one and you get a hundred percent cash back for future purchases on our site. I had so many fiction wise dollars. Anyway, so Lu- I, I'm trying not to talk about this cover because it's or this ad because it's really a lot. There's this woman on the ground in a peach bikini, looking over her shoulder, and she's got. Curls that you know took a lot of time with the curling iron and peach lipstick that matches her lingerie. And she's sort of looking over her shoulder coyly. And then you're looking through a guy's legs and the ad is printed on the towel that is on his butt. But the towel seems to be open in the front. So what you realize is that she's looking at his Christmas package. And and you are just looking at his ass. You're just looking from underneath his legs at his ass. It's so weird. But her face to me is more of like, oh, honey. <laughs> is that what you brought? Uh, okay. It is. You're right. You know what? It is a very bless your heart expression. <laughs> yeah. That's what it feels like. But it's like, oh, it's a butt. Oh, it's lucid. Okay. <laughs> Happy O-O-O. Okay. No, thank you. Lucid. So we thought we thought we'd reached the end of the magazine, but we did not. There is more. There's a magazine in the magazine. Newly added to the digital edition of RT Book Reviews, RT's Indie Hybrid News and Reviews Supplement. It's a whole extra magazine. 
And there's a whole ad for Barbara Devlin's Brethren of the Coast. And then there's a little, it's like a little mini magazine. There's a little picture of some authors and there's a little picture of Catherine Falk. We got a little letter to the editor about like what self-pub authors are doing. And then there's the part where my jaw fucking dropped. At the bottom of the News and Reviews supplement header page, it says, here's our ratings key, which is fine because they're not actually going to use those ratings anyway. How it works. The service is set up with the same process used, same review process used for the RT Book Reviews magazine where books are sent to accredited, trusted reviewers who enjoy your particular genre. How does one accredit as a reviewer? That is not a thing I've ever done and I've been doing this a really long time. What is the accreditation for review? Accredited? You're just, you're just using words. Select yeah. your genre. In the submission form, you will select the genre that best re- represents your book. Your book will automatically be sent to one of the RT-approved reviewers within your genre. Get but what does RT-approved mean? Willing to let RT take a big fucking cut of what they're paying is what my guess here. Yeah, I want to know the review rates. Like, how much were reviewers getting paid? They weren't review? getting paid all that. Get reviewed. The turnaround time is four to six weeks. At that time, you will let us know if you would like the review to go public. And if you would, we will include the review in the indie supplement of the digital edition of the RT Book Reviews magazine. And I mean, it it's nice that they let you see it and you can be like, no thanks. And it will be also published on our website, rtbookreviews.com. Editorial consideration. Standout books that are recommended by our reviewers will be submitted to the magazine editors and considered for coverage in RT Book Reviews magazine. Why don't you read the last part? This is the cost section. Up to 450 pages is $425. Wow. If the book is more than 450 pages, it's $500. Wow. That's insane that is so much money for a for a review for a review yeah and we've seen how long the reviews are i'm curious like if you have your book reviewed Mm -hmm. i mean there's no guarantee that it's going to be a good one they send it to you if you want it to go public Mm -hmm. but what if you just shelled out money and then you're like oh i don't like this review at all well, you're shit out of luck. Just, but yeah. but this is RT. We've already discussed that their rubric is three, four, four and a half, and four and a half That's top true. pick. So yeah. You, you really have to write a stinker, I guess, yep. to get. If you look at this page also, there's a little picture. Colleen Hoover draws huge crowds in Brazil. And then you scroll down and there is a yep. whole indie feature on Colleen Hoover and how a yep. passion led to superstardom. This is 2015. And the coverage of Colleen Hoover now is like, and this has never been done before. She's a breakout star. I'm like, she's been here. We we know who yeah. she is. Back when she was self-pubbing. I mean, like, I admire the hustle. But like, it's for so sure. weird for people to be like, and she was discovered on TikTok. No, she wasn't. No. She was in Brazil in 2015 and she had security. Like, I, I okay. So yeah, nothing changes. Time is a flat circle. Then there's this whole article by Fred, Fred LeBaron, thinking outside the box. And what Fred is telling you is that you should consider crowdfunding for authors. What a novel, what a novel concept. Kickstarters. I, I found a Kickstarter for the Independent Creator, a practical informative guide to fundraising. That is so weird that this particular um, supplement 
has Colleen Hoover and then crowdfunding because crowdfunding is now huge. Like, yeah, Katie Roberts, like, bitch, hold my beer. Right? I'll show you how to crowdfund. I'll show you how to crowdfund in 2022. But like, this is wild, right? Like on one hand, it's 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 incredibly prescient. It's incredibly accurate for eight years later. But on the other hand, it's like, what are these things you're talking about? There's a comic in here and a sample of the of an of an album that he bought. Like it's so off the wall. I'm very curious too for those who participate in Kickstarter. What do you usually crowdfund? I've been crowdfunding like a lot of board games, mm-hmm. but people have like niches. Like I've crowdfunded like comics before mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I, I crowdfunded a game, a children's book. These seem to be like crowdfund my book, whereas now crowdfunding is we're going to release this whole set of special hardcovers with fan art and inserts. And then the tiers have come with additional stuff. And it's like a whole, it's like, it's like crowdfunding a very special box release. But instead of a box of a bunch of random stuff, it's all stuff to do with the series. I also feel that like some authors who are very successful on crowdfunding, you know, I would be curious to see like if there's ever a time where they realize I don't need a publisher at -hmm. this point. Mm -hmm. I don't need one. Like the the fan base is supportive enough for Mm -hmm. any sort of project to where like what is a publisher doing to support me that like it's not already baked into my brand that I've built. And with the crowdfunding, you hit a goal, you have fulfillment. You already know what you're going to spend. So you know you know your profit margins and then the money comes in. Like it's not like, you know, oh, you get this part when you turn in this part of the book and you get this part when you... And in, in some, some contracts right now I've heard are like six part payments. Well, after the book is published, like after a year, you'll get the final part with crowdfunding. It's like, no, I get all the money right now. Yeah. Yeah. This is interesting because in the supplement, there's also a lot of like, here's how you format a book. Like all of this, how to do stuff. But the person who's writing this article is a book formatter. Like, here's what I will do this for you if you pay me. It's really wild. Like it's all like advertorial. Yeah. Well, I think I I mentioned in our notes that this whole section feels like public access television. <laughs> So it's like there's a whole section where they just reprint people's business cards. They just scan people's business cards there. Yeah. There's also reviews. Now, we just learned that you pay $450 for these reviews. $425. $425 to $450. So the reviews are in the back and they are four stars, four stars, three stars, four stars, three stars, hot. But nobody got four and a half and nobody got top pick. The reviewers are not the same names as in the magazine. I took a look and I don't recognize these names as being in the magazine. I'm also curious because they said your review might be selected to make it into the main the main body. Mm-hmm. But they don't tell us in the body of the magazine, to my knowledge, which one of these reviews started out has been paid for. Yeah. If this was recommended, was this from the pay section? First of all, I've always said that if I'm ever going to sell reviews, I'm going to sell reviews that read, this book had too much sex in it, F. And that'll be like $1,000. That's going (laughs) to move some bucks. I know what works. But here's a sample review that was paid for. This is a three-star review for Farron's War, or if you're my mother-in-law, Farron's War, (laughs) Christy Myers. 
Fans of sci-fi romance will enjoy the well-executed, albeit predictable, action-adventure aspect of Farron's War. While readers may find the characters bland and hard to connect with, the prose easily conjures vivid images of scenery throughout, a potentially difficult element to master in science fiction. That does nothing to tell me whether I want to read this book, except to say, no, you don't, because the characters are bland and it's predictable. Yeah. Like, this is not... Three stars. Yeah. Some people, I think, probably weigh the pros and cons of like, is it better to have a bad review in a public, Mm -hmm. reputable outlet versus no review at all? But finally, I want to end with the most disturbing cover I have ever seen. No, no, I'm not exaggerating. This is the most uncomfortable looking cover I have ever seen. I am so uncomfortable even trying to describe this. When you uh, do the images post for this one. Oh, God. Obviously put this under a spoiler. This has to go under a spoiler. It's so uncomfortable. Can you put a poll in? To whether yes. someone, yes, I do. Have is that. this a side boob or a side butt? Is this a butt I, like a, or a boob? And already we it? we can't tell. So I'm going to attempt to describe this. I don't know if I can, but I'm going to attempt to do it. Okay. So there is either a butt cheek or a bit of side and under boob. There is a a, a folded rounded bit of skin. Could be a butt, could be a boob. And a Greek letter is branded into the skin and it has healed and it is a raised red scar and it is so uncomfortable looking. This is Claire Barr's Fireborn. How was this image made? What is this? What stock image is this? And uh, it's it looks so painful. It looks so painful. It's lambda. Is that lambda? That's- yeah, yes. it's like I looked it up. It's lambda. Yeah, it's it's really disturbing, right? Yeah, I and, don't love it. I don't like looking at it. Okay, okay, I've got bad news. <laughs> it gets it gets worse. I'm really sorry to. I all of this is going under a spoiler tag. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Why? So there's oh the scratch one. Ooh. Oh, so there's. Fireborn, which is the lambda, which is a raised old burn scar. And then there's boxing, which is a red, which is a fox. fox. It's a red stylized fox, kind of like an Ouroboros almost, but it is. But it looks like a biopsy. It looks like a biopsy site. It's red, like red, like really angry skin cut. And it, and it's definitely shaded. So it looks like it's cut in. And again, it's the same base image. I don't know if it's a boob or a butt. I don't like either. And then the third one is scratches, like deep, deep gouging scratches. Like this, this ticks all of the buttons for do or you need stitches. Yes, yes, you need stitches. This is so uncomfortable. I'm looking at the book descriptions. They're all about different characters, but th- that is the same boob butt photo each time. That is absolutely the same butt. Boobut. It's a boobut. That's what it says. It's a boobut. That is absolutely the same base boobut in all three. It doesn't change. And it's so uncomfortable. The scratch one, I don't like at all. That one really. Biopsy one is making me like just cringe. And the burn is just, ooh, ooh. Don't like that. Do not like it. But that book got, Fireborn got four stars and it's a family vampire series. Well, they're not judging it on the cover, I guess. Oh, God, it's so... Uh, why Why would... Oh, God. I, I have to put that behind a spoiler tag. 
Yeah, 100%. That is Don't like, surprise anyone with that image. You know, people who have that uh, a revulsion to um, things that have polka dots that look like they're in trictal... Yeah, tri- tryptophobia. Tryptophobia, that's it. Trypto- yeah. Tryptophobia. If you don't know what that is, do not Google it because then if you have it, you're just going to be uncomfortable for hours. I feel like these images are the same level of like, okay, people with tryptophobia or injury. Like this is, those are yeah. very violent images. I do not I'm like not them. good. Yeah, I'm not good at like viewing body horror or like skin coming off. That is exactly uh, what this is. This is body that's horror. That's what it looks like. This yeah. is ex- this is body horror. Why is it in? The- I can read it, but looking at it, can't. Yeah. It, it's hard. Ugh. Oh God, it makes my skin crawl. So, what did you think of the September 2015 issue? I love this issue. Yeah, I love this issue. It like it gave me a nice little hit of nostalgia. Yeah, um, and maybe it definitely made me remember why. I enjoy reading romance. I feel like I haven't been reading romance as much as other genres right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and this really kind of like made me feel those good feelings again of like, oh, yeah, I remember really enjoying those books or really enjoying that author. Like, there's so much Thea Harrison I haven't read. And I remember enjoying her books so much. So it like definitely gave me really nice feelings especially that paranormal romance section. Oh, yeah. Man, takes me back. Yep. And it's also just like you said, this was a really fun era of paranormal because it was just like, throw it at the wall, see see what sticks. Sure, why not? And I think that's what I miss. Like, not that romance isn't fun anymore, but Mm -hmm. we're like really in the trenches of contemporary romances with a lot of characters like dealing with mental health stuff like anxiety and depression and i'm glad we're seeing that representation in romance Mm -hmm. and seeing more thoughtful portrayals of that but that's not fun reading for me as someone who has like depression you know it's nice to have like the relatability or finding a character who really gets it but like, I don't know if I'd describe it as a fun reading experience for me personally, right? It feels like cathartic, but I feel like that's what we are with romance. There are catharsis reads and there are fun and zany reads. And I feel like right now the biggest fun and zany is what creature shall we fuck next? I have found an obscure, <laughs> I will be fucking the Jersey Devil and the Pine Barrens. Yeah, like the the Mead Mishap series. That's wild. So I love it. It's so fun. So good. Yeah. That's what I want. And I, I, I'm hopeful with Bramble too. We get some like fun, kooky paranormals mm-hmm. and fantasy romances and stuff like that. That's my jam. That's what I want. And I definitely feel like we've had a bit of a, a, a dry spell. Viking, vampire, Navy SEAL, dragons. That's what we need. Yeah, I don't want Twee. I want like, we're leaning into this weirdness here. There is a reason why books like Railed by the Krampus are bestsellers. Because you just, you know what? You just went there and I respect it. Yeah, it is what it says on the tin. Well, I will tell you that next month's issue is April 2006. We're going to oh be talking God. about Cresley Cole, a hunger I was a like junior no in high other. And it is Romantic Times Book Club. Thankfully, the um, the masthead has not changed too, too much. But I am super excited. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. 
As always, I will have links to all of the books that we discussed, but I will also have a link in the show notes and on the website to the visual aids for this issue because they are amazing and you need to see this truly disturbing cover that I'm definitely putting behind a spoiler tag. You can also access all of the Romantic Times Rewind content at rtrewind.com. We do have questions though. What's the longest series that you've stuck with? And do you have a Meredith Duran recommendation for Amanda? I have a feeling that she would really like Duran, but I'm not sure where she should start and I would love your opinion. As always... I end with a terrible joke, and this week's joke is pretty terrible, and I love it so much. This joke is from Malara. What do you call a knight with armor made of fine china? Give up? What do you call a knight with armor made of fine china? Ceramic. (laughs) Oh no, this joke is so good, it's going to make me cough. (laughs) Ceramic. (laughs) Thank you, Malara. On behalf of everyone here, we wish you the very best of reading. Have a wonderful weekend and we will see you back here next week for our 600th episode. Oh my gosh, 600. Holy cow. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts. Ceramic. (laughs) 